Hey, what's cooking, everybody? Um, welcome back, of course, to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Nun Dalid of Masech Brachos. What is particularly excited? What is particularly excitingly exciting about today's Daf is that it's the first Daf of the final parak of Brachos, final stretch to the first Masechta that we are studying together here. Um, this parak is called Haroe. Uh, we're going to jump right in. There's some interesting stuff today, right? Talks about Birkas Hagomel which is interesting stuff, uh, all sorts of brachos about uh, making brachos for n- miracles. And along the way, we'll find some interesting little nuggets that I will, let's just say, I'll leave it as a surprise, okay? So let's jump in. Without further ado, further ado, Dafnundalar, um, all the way at the top. So somebody who sees a place where miracles happen for the Yidden. So he says, "Blessed is the God who create, who uh, made miracles in this place." He sees a place where Avodazar was uprooted from Darton. So then he says, "Blessed is God that uprooted Avodazar from our land." Uh, Rashi says that we're going to explain all these things, but uh, some stuff that we do recognize there. Uh, I think Ramim is thunder and Brakim is lightning. But in any event, the mission says, Omer Baruch Blessed is God whose um, strength and might fills the world. Now, now on lightning, I think we generally say, Osema Asebreshit, but um, we'll have to see. On the mountains and on the hills, on the seas and on the rivers and on the deserts, Omer Baruch Oseb Maisebreshit. Blessed is he who um, makes the um, makings of gracious. Somebody sees the great sea. And I assume that the great sea is the Mediterranean, which it just so happens to be that I'm looking at right now. Huh. Should I make the bracha? I don't know. But in any event, I imagine that the great sea is the Mediterranean because Rabbi Yehuda lived in Eretz Yisrael. I don't imagine, I don't imagine that he ventured too far away from there. And the Mediterranean Sea is pretty big. And I imagine that back in those days, if you saw the Mediterranean Seas, you probably assume that it doesn't get bigger than this. So then, Omer, Baruch Shaseh, Sayyam Blessed is God who created the Great Sea. Now that is as long as he doesn't see it too often. If he sees it from time to time, make that blessing from time to time. I don't know what's considered from time to time, but if you know, well, first of all, let us know. And also then you'll be able to make that blessing from time to time. So on rain and on good tidings, you say, Blessed is God who is good and does good. On bad hearings, you say, Blessed is God, the um, judge of truth. If a person builds a new house or he buys new clothing, so he says the bracha of, you know, um, that God has brought us, you know, has given us life to um, achieve this moment, to reach this moment. You make a blessing on the bad from the good and on the good from the bad. And Rashi says that we're going to explain exactly what that means because I don't really know what that means right now. <clears throat> right now. Somebody cries out to God for something that has already passed. It is a sort of empty prayer. Ketzad, what is a what is crying out for something that has already passed? 
If his wife is pregnant and he says, and he's praying to God, you know, with all of his heart that it should be a boy. Well, too late. It's already either a boy or a girl, right? So your prayers aren't just going to swap the gender. So therefore that would be considered a tefillah's shab. I think uh, room service is trying to get into my room. Excuse me, one second. Okay, sorry about that. Let's continue. <clears throat> if somebody was traveling and he heard um, shouts coming from the city, um, right? So if he hears shouts coming from the city and he says, you know, wow, I sure hope that this shout, that, you know, praise to God that these shouts shouldn't be coming from his house. Well, that would also be an empty prayer because if they are already coming from his house, well, that, well, then it's too late. So this is really interesting. So it says that somebody who's going into a city, he prays twice, right? Prays once on his way in and once on his way out. Benazay Omer Arba. Benazay says that he prays four times. Right? So he prays twice. Um, so he prays four times, right? Twice when he goes in, twice when he goes out. Um, I, and I understand it to me that basically before he goes in, he prays that he should be able to go in safely. And when he, and when he gets in safely, he gives thanks to God. And before he leaves, he, uh, prays to God that he should be able to leave safely. And when he has left safely, successfully, he thanks God. Now, you know, the Mishnah talks about this in the context of going into a city. You know, I assume that that was probably more common nowadays. I think that nowadays the equivalent of this would basically be passport control, right? When you go into a country, Right, you know, I'm sure probably everyone has been there. You're going into a country and you're by passport control in some foreign country, and you're kind of like, you know, awkwardly standing there for a minute that feels like five minutes, and you know, they're looking in their computers and you're wondering what they're thinking. Are they going to stop you? Are they going to send you aside and for interrogations and stuff? You know, think about that. Uh, unfortunately, that Israeli girl who got stuck in Moscow and put in jail for 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 several months. Right, you know, things, you know, thing that right. I think that that would be the, um, you know, equivalent. Uh, you know, of, uh, of, of, of this right now. You know, when you're by like a border and you're basically up to the mercy of, 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 of these people. So you pray to God that you should be able to get into the country safe and out of the country safe and give thanks when you get in and out safely. A person needs to, um, um, bless for the bad, just like he blesses for the good. Shinemar is the apostle says, Right, the Pazuk says that you have to love God with all of your heart. That with all of your heart, with both of your yetzers, with your yetzer tov and yetzer hara. Again, we had the concept of the um, yetzer tov and the yetzer hara earlier in the Masechta. The, the Gemara just see, the, the, we seem to be assuming that we just know what the yetzer tov and the yetzer hara are. Like we haven't actually defined what they are. But in any event, you got to serve God with both. But right, it says levavcha. It doesn't say b'chol libcha. It says levavcha. But with both of your hearts. Right, with the, your Yetzir Tov and your Yetzir Hara. With all of your soul, even, even if it means that God will take away, even if serving God means that you're going to have to die. Pretty intense. means you have to spend all of your money on God if, if you need to. Right, um, in every measure that God gives you, you have to thank Him. And that is how we learn out that you have to bless God for the good and for the bad because whatever measure he gives you, you have to thank him. Right, the way that the uh, gates to the Beis HaMikdash would work was that on the eastern side of the Beis HaMikdash, right, basically if you think about the Kotel, the Kotel is the western wall and that is the closest part to the Kodesh HaKodashim. So you would actually enter in from the east and then you would kind of walk and, and all of the 
gates to the temple were lined up in a, in a straight line. So theoretically, if they were all open, you would be able to see straight through from the outermost gate of the east side, straight through into the Kodesh Kodeshim. So for that reason, do not be lightheaded when you are opposite the uh, gate, the, the gate on the eastern side of the um, Beis HaMikdash, because it is, it is directly opposite the Kodesh Kodeshim. That's super cool. Don't go into the um, Beis HaMikdash with um, your staff, like your walking staff, with your shoes on. You got to take off your shoes before you go in, which is cool. Um, not with your money belt. All right, that was also cool. I guess they would have a belt. I feel like random people have it nowadays, but like a belt that was like hollow and you would be able to put money in there, or at least in part of it. And not with the dirt on your feet. I guess you would wash your feet first. Super cool. Velo, it was like a real temple, I guess. Velo yaisenu kapandria rikika mikavachomer. And don't use the Beis HaMikdash as a shortcut or you shouldn't spit in the Beis HaMikdash. We learn that from mikavachomer, I guess, in the Gemara. Kochos mebrochos rivimikdash ayomim ada mina olam. Which is pretty cool. So like instead of, so Rashi gives an example. Instead of saying, Baruch Hashem chonin adas, you would say, Baruch Hashem lokei yisua mina olam, Baruch chonin adas. Right? Mishikilkul aminin, but once these early Christians uh, started making things complicated, Va'amru en olam ela echad, and said that, well, mina olam implies that there's only one world. There is no olam haba. There is no trias amesim. So iskinu sheyihu omim mina olam v'ada olam. So then they established that not just mina olam, but mina olam v'ada olam. Right, which so therefore they would say something like Baruch Hashem Lukei Yisrael Mina Olam Bara Olam Baruch Chonin Adas. They would say that for every single bracha. Okay, Veskinu Shei Adam Shual Es Shlom Chaveu Bashem, and they made a takana that a person when he says hi to your friend, don't you say hey what's up dude? You should say Hashem Imachem. Isn't that cool? Shneimar, as the pasuk says, Vinei Boaz Bami Beislechem VaYomel Akotzim Hashem Imachem VaYomu Lo Yivrech Hashem. It's a pasuk from Rus that Boaz. Uh, came to the field and he saw the people working in his field and the way he greeted them was by saying Hashem imachem and they responded Hashem. So you should say God's name when you uh, say hello to somebody. Vayomer Hashem imcha gibor achayel and he quotes another pasuk. Vayomer Hashem imcha gibor achayel. This he quotes another pasuk which is when the Malach, the angel, visited Gidon, the Shofet, the first time. So he, um, he, the Malach said to him Hashem imcha gibor achayel. God is with you, the um, mighty soldier. Uh, or the strong, mighty person. The Omer Atavos Atavuz ki zokna imecha Atavos or Tavuz? I think it's Tavuz. Um, Atavuz ki zokna imecha. Do not do not um, take lightly your mother, even though she has gotten old. And Rashi says something interesting, which we learned out from there. So Limod midivrei zikne umascha. Learn out from the elders of your nation. Lasos mashor isashem osim. That which you see that they are doing. Use them as role models. Read their biographies, their autobiographies. Not sure about their hagiographies, but that's for uh, for you to decide. That there's a time to do for God um, because they are um, uh, nullifying your Torah. No, what? I skipped. Rabbi Nassim Omer says, Rabbi Nassim, because, um, uh, you know, that you're allowed to um, basically nullify in some sense um, the Torah in order to do the will of God. So here also, you know, you're saying God's name on just a regular mortal man, right? You're saying, right, Hashem Imachem, uh, and you're saying God's name just to reach out to a fellow human, but um, it's it's also okay because it's to do the will of God because the Pasuk says, um, you, should be, you should chase after 
um, say um, um, peace, and therefore you could use God's name even for saying hello to your fellow. Mile, so the Gemara says, how do we know that you make a miracle um, on, uh, on that, that you make a bracha on miracles? So because it says by Yisro that when he met um, the Bnei Yisrael after they left, they left Egypt, uh, it says, um, "Blessed is God who saved the Yidden from Egypt." <clears throat> Uh, wait, so we only make a bracha on a miracle that happens like the entire, uh, uh, Israel, but we wouldn't make a bracha on a nace that happens to an, an individual person. There was a certain person who was walking in a place called Ever Yamina. Nafal Ali Arye, and a lion, basically a lion found him, which is a pretty precarious, um, situation because some, uh, the lion can eat him. Nisa mine, and a miracle happened, and the individual was saved from this line. Also, the kami Rava, this uh, person came to Rava. And Rava instructed him that every time he um, goes to that place, ever Yamina, um, he should make a, 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 a bracha, bless God who has done for me a miracle in this place. Marbe de Ravina. Uh, de arvos de arvos. So, um, so Marbury Avino was walking in the, um, what was it, the valley, right? Yeah, in the valley of Aravos. And he was really, really thirsty, like, like super, th- like dehydrating. And a miracle happened and a stream of water, um, was created for him. And he was able to drink. And not be dehydrated. Visu, and another time, Zimnachada, Avakazo Burastika de Machoza. One time he was walking in the shuk of Machoza. Vinafal Ale Gamla Pritza. And a, a crazy camel started like, uh, interacting with him in a precarious way. Isparkale, um, Eshisa Al Ligava, um, Zeo. So the wall of a nearby, of an adjacent house kind of crumbled and he was able to Jump inside of the house and get saved from this um, camel. Kimatula Aravos, and then every time he would visit Aravos, Brich, he would make the following, uh, right? Aravos is where the um, the stream showed up, uh, was um, uh, miraculously created. So, Brich, Baruch Shasulines, Baravos, Uvagamo. So, every time we go to Aravos, he would say, Blessed is God who did for me a miracle in Aravos, and also, by the way, that other time with the camel in Machoza. And every single time he was in the uh, market of Machoza, right? He would make the, ble- the blessing of, blessed is God who did for me a um, miracle with that camel and also that other time in Aravos with the um, stream of water. So I guess, you know, every time he got to a place where there was a miracle, he would make a bracha for that miracle and also every other miracle. He would, in- he would include in that bracha every other miracle that also happened to him. Fine. So, New. So, so on the one end, we were saying like, wait, so do we only make a, mir- a blessing for miracles that happen to everybody? Uh, it's, it would seem from here that we make a, a blessing on a miracle, miracles that happen to just regular people as well, individual people. So, so we answer that if it's a miracle that happened to like lots of people, to the entire congregation, so then everybody needs to make a bracha. But if it happened, if it's a miracle that happened to just an individual person, so then just that individual would make the bracha, but not everybody. Fine. If a person sees where the Yidin passed through in the Yamsuf, when the, when the Egyptians were, after they were saved from the Egyptians, 
or when they were fleeing the Egyptians, and where the Yidden passed through the Jordan River when they were going to Yitzhak with Yoshua, or we're going to explain what this is, but basically the um, canyon um, in, in Nachal Arnon, where the Yidden passed through the canyon in Nachal Arnon, Avne El Gabish, when a person sees the Avne El Gabish, we're going to explain what those are, Bimorad Beis Choron, which are in the, um, you know, on the, basically the slope of the mountain by Beit Choron. The Evan Shibikesh Lizrok Og Melech Habashan Al Yisrael, or if somebody sees the, so, the stone that Og, the king of the, of the Bashan, wanted to throw upon the Yidden. The Evan Shiyashav Aleah Moshe Bishashasu Yoshua Muhammad Bamalik, or if somebody sees the stone that Moshe sat upon at the time that Yoshua waged war against Amalek at the end of Parshas Bishalach. Or if somebody sees um, the wife of Lot, who has been stuck in a pillar of salt for the last long time. Well, I think that, that Avramovina was like 1948, and now we're in like 5780 uh, or something. So it was 5780 minus 1948 years ago around. Bechoma Siricho Shinivla Bimkoma, or if somebody sees the walls of um, Jericho that uh, were just swallowed into the ground in, in their place. So So for all of those, um, he has to give um, uh, thanks and praise before the Abishter. Okay. So I understand why you have to give praise and thanks to the Abishter if you pass the place where the Yidin, you know, walked through the Yamsuf when they were being chased by the Egyptians. That the Yidin went into the sea in dry land. Like that's a pretty big miracle. Right, I guess why you, I, I understand why you'd make a bracha on that. I understand why you'd make a blessing when you see where the Yidin passed through the Jordan River. Right? So the Kohanim who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant of God, of the Covenant of God, were standing in dry land inside the Jordan River. And then everybody passed through the Jordan River on dry land to get into Eretz Yisrael. Like that, that's a pretty big, big miracle. I, okay, I, I, I see in the Torah what that is. I get it. I understand why I make a bracha. What is this? So this is a very interesting story about when the Yidin were in the desert um, and the Amorim, the Amorites, wanted to um, destroy all of them. So... Here's a story that happened. Therefore, this is a pasuk. I don't know somewhere in Sefer Devarim. I don't remember which parsha. Therefore, it will be said in the book of the wars of God. Es vahev besufa vegomer. It says as vahev besufa. What is this vahev besufa? So Tana, his vahev besufa. Shnei misoraim hayu davu mahalchem besof machnisa. So vahev besufa. No, I'm sorry. Es vahev was actually the name of two mitzoras, two uh, people who had saras. Right, one of them's name was S, the other one's name was Hav. So S Vahav Bisufa, they were at the end of the camp because they had they were like basically thrown out of the camp. So while everybody was walking ahead, they had to uh, um, you know stay behind a little bit. So Yisrael, and when the Yidden were passing through the valley, sort of the canyon of Arnon, which was between these two mountains, so also Amurai Nikirusa Vitashu Bahon. So then the Amorites came and they made um, like caves in the side of the sort of walls of the canyon and they hid in the caves and Rashi actually on the Chumash explains that basically so if you can imagine like a canyon so these two kind of steep um, walls and in between there's like a valley and the Yidin were going to have to go down into the canyon in order to pass through these two like walls so then um, 
um, the, Am the Amorites, they, they, they made these caves. And what happened was right opposite the caves, on the opposite side of the canyon, so the, in, it was like a puzzle. Right, in the exact same place where the caves were in the mountains, the other mountains actually had protrusions. And okay, so then, and the Amorites said that when the Yidin passed through over here, we're just going to like throw them because we'll throw down all sorts of fancy stuff like bows and arrows and stones and we're just going to kill all of them. They thought that that sounded like a really good idea. However, they didn't take into account that the Arun have a mask but they didn't take into account that the um, uh, the Aron, the Ark of the Covenant, would pass before the Yidin, and it would lower all, it would basically, you know, any mountains and, and canyons and all sorts of stu stuff like that, it would basically just flatten them, right? So came the Okay, and then when the Aron came, it basically stuck these two side walls of the canyon, just stuck them together, and all the protrusions on the one side joined with the, um, you know, basically went straight into the um, uh, caves on the other side. And all the people who were hiding in those caves um, got crushed. And v'nachas damayu l'nach le'arno. And then when the, um, and then when the, when, when these, the canyon then opened up again, all of their blood kind of flowed down into the canyon of Arnon. And then ki also, and, but then, but the Yidin didn't even know that this happened because like they just, kept on walking because it just seemed normal to them. They didn't even know that there was a canyon there in the first place because the Arun just kind of like, you know, did all this stuff before they got there. So then they, the Yidin just kind of kept on walking and only these two fellows, um, S and Have, because they were at the very end of the camp, they actually saw all this blood. Right? So S and Vahave were all the way in the back, kind of, I guess, like turned around and noticed that like, oh, hey, whoa. There was like actually a whole canyon down there that we didn't even know existed. And they saw all this blood flowing in there. So then also, so they went and they told all the Yidin, and they sang a song. And it says that this sort of flowing of these streams, the streams of blood from between these uh, two walls of the canyon um, that were by like uh, Moab. Okay. Avnail Gobish. What are these Avnail Gobish? Okay. My Avnei Gabish. So what are these Avnei Gabish? Tana, Avonim Sha'amdu Al-Gav Ish, Viyardu Al-Gav Ish. Okay? It's these stones that stood in, just like in mid-air, on account of one man, and then fell down on account of the other. Hmm, who are these two men? So Amdu Al-Gav Ish, Zemoshe. So they just kind of stood, uh, what is it called? Suspended in mid-air, um, because of the Ish Moshe. Ish Moshe Anav Meod. It says that the I, right, Moshe is described as an Ish when it says that the Ish Moshe is very humble. Uchsev. And the Pasuk says, akolos eh, arza. Um, And it also says by the Barad that Moshe went and prayed that the Barad, that the, that the, um, um, the plague of hail should stop. And then that's exactly what happened. The hail literally stopped right in the middle of the sky. So Yardu Agavish, and then they fell down on account of another Ish, which Ish is this. This is a reference to Yoshua, as it says, take for your God says to Moshe, take for yourself Yoshua, an Ish who has spirit in him. And the, um, it describes in Sefer Yoshua that the give onim um you know pleaded for help from Yoshua um that he should save them from the Amorim, uh, from the Amorites, the same Amorites that tried to kill them in our previous story. So I guess their descendants, 
were trying to um, kill the Giv'onim and they asked Yoshua for help. And then what happened was as these Amorites were fleeing, um, God basically rained down on them with these stones um, uh, as they were fleeing from the mountain of Horon. And that is the stones that God, um, you know, threw down on account of Iman being Yoshua. What is this stone that, that um, uh, Og, the king of the Bashan, wanted to throw upon the Bnei Yisrael? Gemar Gemirila, we learn it out. Omar Machna Yisrael Kamahave. So Og made a cheshbin in his head. He said, well, how big is the encampment of Israel? It is three parsas. That's about five miles again. I think, I think like five, six miles. So that, I don't know, let's say in diameter or something. So Ezevli Yaker Tura Bar Tlasa Parse. So Og thought he had a creative solution. He would pick up a mountain that um, was five miles in diameter. And he figured, then I'll just take this mountain, chuck it upon the, these Bnei Israels, and I'll just kill them, and that's it. No more Yidin. Um, wow, what would the world be like without us Yidin? Who knows? Didn't happen. So he went and he uprooted a mountain that was uh, three parses. And he was then carrying it on his head. I guess kind of like, you know, you see people like in the east carrying stuff on their head. So he was carrying a mountain on his head. Yeah, I guess it was totally normal. But what the Abishter did is that he put like uh, ants on the mountain. And they put a hole in the mountain right where he was balancing it on his head. And basically, <laughs> the mountain kind of like fell onto his shoulders and his head was now inside the mountain and he couldn't see. And he was like, help, help, I can't see, I can't see. And Hababoy Lemishlefa, and he was trying to get this mountain off of his head. Um, he was kind of stuck. So Mashre <laughs> Shine, and then Lahaigisa, Lahaigisa, and then somehow his teeth got like really long and he was trying to use his teeth to like, you know, I don't know, somehow pull the mountain off of his shoulders with his teeth, I guess. I don't know why he didn't just use his arms to like lift the mountain. After all, he did uproot it from the ground, but who knows? He just couldn't. Why use your arms when you have like miraculous teeth extensions? But he was unable to remove the mouth, the, the mountain off of his head with his teeth. All right. This is what the Pasuk says. Um, where is this Pasuk? It's in um, Tehillim. You broke the teeth of uh, of, um, of of the evil. Like the way that Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish explains the pasuk, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, my dixiv shinei rishayim shibarta atikur shibarta ella sherbavta. Do not read it that you broke the teeth of the rishayim. Rather, you extended the teeth of the rishayim. That is a reference to Og's uh, teeth that got extended, and he was trying to use them to remove the uh, mountain from his shoulders, but he couldn't. Okie dokie. Now. Uh, Moshe, comma, or maybe because like when the mountain, um, maybe because the ants ate out the mountain in such a way that like he couldn't just lift it off his shoulders. Ah, maybe it like kind of went around his head and neck and stuff. He couldn't just push it off because it would also pull off his head and he wanted to keep his head. So maybe he needed, he was trying to use his, his, his teeth to like, you know, file around so that he can like make a space open up so that he could then pull off the head, the mountain without pulling off his head. Maybe that's what happened, but he didn't succeed. Now, the Gemara says something that uh, is famous to some people. So if you're, so maybe you've heard this. Moshe Kamahava, 
Esther Amos. Moshe was 10 Amos tall. That's really tall. That's like 15 feet tall. That's like really, really tall. So now Shakil Narga bar Esther Amen, and you took an axe that was um, 10 Amos tall. Shavar Esther Amen, he then jumped 10 Amos. That's also a really big jump. Umachie bekarsule vikadle, and he, um, by, by, by using all of this height, his height, the height of his jump, the height of his axe, he was able to, um, strike, um, Og in his ankle and managed to kill him by doing that. Wow. What a story, huh? Well, there you go. If you ever see this mountain that Og tried to, um, throw in the Bnei Israel, you will make a bracha. Moshe. And the stone that Moshe Rabbeinu sat on during the fight against Amalek, Moshe's hands were very heavy. They took a stone, they put it on beneath him, and he sat on it. If you see the wife of Lot, that um, Lot's wife looked behind her while they were fleeing from stone, stone, and stone was being destroyed, and she turned into a pillar of salt, because of course the angels told them not to, not to look back, and she did. And the walls of Jericho that became swallowed in the earth, as it says, that the um, wall fell um, under it. Okay, We're going to ask about what that means in a minute. Um, uh, okay, so I have no problem with all of these uh, other miracles that right that we say, what do we say? We say like, or something, right? What, what, what does it say? It says, um, for all these things you have to give um, thanks and praise to the Abishter, right? So the Gemara says, um, I understand why all of these things we, we would want to give praise and thanks to the Abishter. However, the only one I don't get is the wife of Lot. That, that, that's not like thanks and praise. That, that, that's like something you know bad that happened. That was like kind of negative. Um, so the Gemara says, yeah, you're not, on that one, you're just gonna say, Baruch Dayna Emes. Yeah, but it doesn't say, you know, Baruch Dayna Emes. It says you're gonna give praise and thanks. So, So, rather what we're gonna say is that for specifically when it comes to Lot and his wife, we are going to praise twice, okay? So for his wife who became a pillar of salt, you say, Baruch Dayna Emes. And for Lot who was saved, for um, from a storm, Omer Baruch Zocher Esatzadikim. Blessed is God who remembers the righteous. The Amr Rabbi Yochanan Afilu B'Shas Kaisu Shalkadish Baruch Zocher Esatzadikim. That Rabbi Yochanan says that even when the Eibushter is upset, is angry, he remembers the Tzadikim Shnemar. As the pasuk says, by storm, by the destruction of storm, by Bishaches Elokim Esarya Kikar. It was when God was destroying the cities of the plain. By Iskar Elokim Savram. The Ebishter remembered Avram, Vayishlach Eslot Mitocha Afecha Vagomer, and he, um, Vayishalach Eslot Mitocha Afecha, and he, uh, basically saved Lot. Fine. Vichomas Richo Shinevla, Vichomas Richo Nevla, Vanafla. What do you mean the walls of Jericho got swallowed into the earth? I thought that they fell down. Shinemar, Shinemar, as the puzzle says, Vayikishma, Ames Kola Shofar, that when the nation heard the sounds of the Shofar, Vayariu, Am Chugadola, they shouted out, Vatipal Chomatachtel, and the wall fell down. So, Kevan, so the Gemara answers, um, so I'm not 100% how to understand, sure how to understand this, but this is sort of how I do understand it. That the walls of Jericho were the same width as their height, okay? And therefore, I guess that that means that they were super tall, right? Right? Generally, like a wall is wider than it is tall, but these were equally tall as they were wide. And therefore, I guess if they would fall down, you would still have a humongous pile of like rocks and stuff like that. And, you know, falling down wouldn't necessarily be such a solution there because you still wouldn't be able to get over all these rocks. 
So therefore, um, they weren't, they didn't fall down because that wouldn't have helped. They actually got swallowed up in the ground. Okay. Amar Vudah Abma Rav. So this is very interesting. Says Rav Yudah in the name of Rav. There are four people who need to give thanks. And this is the bracha of Birka Sagoma, right? There are four um, uh, situations for which you say the bracha of Hagomel and Shul, right? Right. So Yorde Ayom, people who travel on the sea, Hochimidbaros, people who travel in the uh desert, Umishay Kholev and Isrape, somebody who was sick and was healed, Umishay Khovish Bhavesasurim Vyatsa, somebody who was uh, in jail and, and he was released from jail. Yorde Hayam, people who Minalan, how do we know that people who are who travel on the sea need to say Birkasagoma the Khsiv as the Pasuk says, Yorde Ayam so basically this is um all of this stuff comes from one parak in, in Tehillim, one chapter in Tehillim, which is um chapter Kuf Zain, chapter one hundred and seven, basically has all these right, it's the Pasuk of Yodulashim Khazov and Philosoph Livne Adam, right? Give thanks to Hashem for his kindness and his wonders to the people. So 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 all of these four contact um situations are in that chapter of Tehillim. So it says by um, in that Tehillim, Yorde Ayam Ba'onios Vigomer, people who go down into the sea in boats, Hemaro Maisi Hashem, they have seen the one the actions of God. Ba'omer, Vayamed Ruach Se'ara, Yalu Shamayim, Yerdu Tohomos, that God, you know, puts a storm on the sea and the boat is going all the way up to the heavens and down to the depths, right? Because those huge waves that it's going to the top and the bottom, it's throwing them around. Ba'omer, Yachogu Vianu Kashikor, and they can't even walk straight. They're like, you know, they're like, Fumbling around like drunk people because every you know the the boat is going so crazy. And they call out to the Abishter when they're having you know in in their in their distress. And he saves them from this precarious uh, situation. Um, that the Abishter um, uh, you know quiets down the storm. And it says and they're and they're going to or did I, yeah and they're going to. Um, be happy when, when, when the storm, when everything quiets down. The Omer, it says, that, um, they will thank God for his kindness and his wonders to, um, people. So there you go. So that's how you know you say, when you travel on the seas. Uh, those people who are traveling in the desert, if they get, if they lose their way in the, um, in, in the desert that is full of desolation, and they don't know how to find the, the, the city that they're looking for, and they're basically stuck in the desert. That's kind of not so good. And they cry out to the Abishter, and he, and he, and he, you know, sort of guides them, escorts them in, in a straight path. And then it says again, that they will give thanks to God for all of His kindness. Mishachalav and Isrape, somebody who was sick and was healed. Tirsiv, as the Pazik says, right, people who were like sinning and stuff, and because of their sins, they uh, got sick, they got um, sort of Yisanu, uh, Inoy, uh, I don't know, uh, I forget, afflicted. And they can't even eat. They have no appetite. They're sick. And they cry out to the Abishter. And the Abishter heals them. Uh, and then it says that they will give thanks to God for his chesed. How do we know that somebody who is um, in jail uh, and gets released? Then he says, um, Right, those people are sitting in um in in darkness and like in shackles because they didn't listen to to God and um you know in this difficult situation they're 
um, hearts become uh, sort of hum- humbled. Right, and then God. Oh my God! Wow. All right. It's a very loud vacuum. Okay. Anyways, uh, and then it says, um, "I should call out to God. Maybe I should say a gomel." No, no, it's not a joke. Anyways, um, so then they. Um, but I did just say, "Oh my God." Anyways. Um, then they call out to God, God releases them from jail, and they say Agoma. My Mavarch, what is this Birkas Agoma? Amr of Yehuda said of Yehuda, Barach Goma Chasadim Tovim. Blessed is God who does Chasadim Tovim. The Gra actually then amends it to the, a more similar um, uh, text that we may recognize, which is, L'chayavim Tovah Shigmalani Koltu. Right? Abaye Amar Vitzarach Lo'oduye Kame Asara. Abaye says you have to say Birkas Agoma in front of a minion. That you will uh, raise him up. Uh, um, in 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 a in a in a uh, quorum, Mazucha Amar retrain me Rabbanan. Mazucha says two of those ten have to be rabbis. Shenemar Moshe Zikenim Yalu, and in a sitting of of elders, you will praise him. Maskev Ravashi Vemakula Rabbanan. Ravashi says maybe all ten of them should be rabbis. So Miksiv because Zikenim because Amksiv. So so the Gemara says no, that's not a good suggestion. It doesn't say that they um that it has to be. A quorum of elders, just as it has to be a quorum of regular people. The ema, but maybe beasara shar ama utrein rabbanon kasha. And we say, oh, but maybe, well, maybe what it means is you should have a minion of like just ten regular people, and then you should have, if it, you should have in addition like two rabbis. So the Gemara says, ah, maybe, yeah, we don't know. Let's go on. Rav Yudah chalash ve'atpach. Rav was sick and he got healed. All the gabir of chana bagdata. So of chana from Baghdad. I wonder if it's the same Baghdad as today. Could be. It was, they were in Iraq. Very interesting. I wonder if it's like a super duper old city. Um, okay. Verabanan, uh, so Rav Hanan Bag- from Baghdad came and the rabbis came with him. Amrile, and they said to Rav Yehuda, Brich Rahman, Afra. Right? And he said, wow. And they said, you know, uh, blessed is God who has given you, Rav Yehuda, to us and hasn't given you to the dust. Uh, Amr Lui, he said, so Rav Yudah said to them, Patartun Yossi Mila Oduye. And he said, oh, that's it. Now I don't have to say Agomel anymore because you guys just, um, you know, did it for me. But one second, didn't Abai say that you have to do it in front of 10 people? So the Habu Be'asar, yeah, it was, it, there were 10 people there, right? Rav Khanabag Datta came with the rabbis. I guess he came with at least nine other rabbis. But yeah, we say, yeah, but Rav, doesn't Rav Yehuda need to make the bracha? He didn't make the bracha, they made the bracha. Uh, so, no, it was okay because he said after them, Amen. So, therefore, it was okay. All right. That was cool. Yeah, I moved kind of quick just because it was a really big page. But I think that we did okay on time. Some really interesting stuff. Of course, it's exciting that we're, that we're on the final stretch of Mesech Brachos, which is cool. Um, yeah, and that, that last part was pretty cool about Perkas Um We had a bunch of cool anecdotes about these interesting stories with Og and Nachal Arnon and, and uh, you know, Moshe being tall and all that kind of cool stuff. And... Uh, Zell, and I'm looking forward to going by to with you all and have yourselves an awesome day, of course. Peace.